What do employers really want in new employees? Equipping our students with employable skills. That's today's topic on Owl Pellets, tips for ag teachers. Welcome to Owl Pellets, tips for ag teachers podcast. We share research-based tips and tackle the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from North Carolina State University, Mike Ritalik from Iowa State University, and Brian Myers from the University of Florida. We are your agricultural education resource across the web. Skyler Rinker, is that right? That's correct. Woo, fantastic. Yeah, they know how great I am on saying last name. He names. never gets them right. I don't that, get my he gets like bonus right. points for that one. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you and welcome you to Outpellus. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, Skyler, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, and then tell us about what we're going to be talking about. Sure. So I'm a graduate Alex. student, uh, just working on or about ready to complete my second year, a PhD student at Iowa State University in the Ag Ed and Studies Department. And uh, I actually is an undergrad, or completed undergrad at Iowa State too, so I've got a lot of Iowa State ties and um, actually farm and raise cattle outside of Ames, outside of the university. So Very cool. Awesome. Ames yep. is a nice place. We went there last year. All of us have struggled it's a little. Thing. Like, we need something from Iowa State. Like, we have the, like, wolf pack mm-hmm. or the go pokes. Now, um, I'll tell you that our listening Marshall right now is going through, like, a bunch of hand gestures. Yeah. All thus far are appropriate, but we're... <laughs> <laughs> right. But, like, we have, like, for Mike, for Dr. Talik, we're always like, what is your thing? Like, what's your Iowa State thing? So we've decided this is it. It's, it's like, 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 cyclone. like a you cyclone. It's like right yeah. now we're all doing things that look a l- I don't even know how to describe this, really. <laughs> well, it looked like when he said... It's like a tornado, was, but like, whoop de freaking do yeah, yeah, no, like yeah. So for the listeners, he's, you know, you shared, like, hi, I'm Skylar, and this is my, I'm in my PhD, and Brian was going, like, whoop de doo Whoop de nobody <laughs> actually, that's our Iowa State Yeah, we so, weren't insulting you. you. That's just how we insult Iowa. That's how we welcome you. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Thank you, Marshall. I appreciate you bailing me out. You're welcome. <laughs> So tell us, so, so Skyler Savis, so what are we going to be talking about today? So uh, what this study, or what we wanted to take a look at at this study, was to actually go to agricultural industry employers and see exactly um, some of the things that they expect or would like to see in graduates when they start to work for them or are becoming employed. So these, these, are, these are high school graduates? These are college, college graduates. graduates. Yes. But this is something, right? right. So but listen up, teachers. If you're thinking like making sure that your students have employable skills that industry people need, that's what we're talking about today. Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. Well, awesome. tell us what they are. Sure. So, ready. Um, yeah, digging into the results of the study, uh, we looked at two different things and asked the industry experts basically two different questions. First, we want to look at technical skills, and then we wanted to look at professional skills as well. I was worried that you were going to use the S word. I really, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm appreciative of you calling them professional skills. That's cool. The S word's a four-letter word. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Soft. That's like Soft. the button. Yes. That's like the button that you can't push. <laughs> <laughs> Every like, bone in he, my body just wanted gonna, to yell it out like a thirteen-year-old, <laughs> 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 and then laugh. <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, that was one of the things we, you know, wanted to stay away from is using the terms. Four-letter S words? Yeah. 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 Four-letter S words. <laughs> Four-letter really. H, H words. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so no, we, yeah, so we focused on technical skills and professional skills. I wanted to keep those separate to really dive in and see what they expected. Um, really, if we want to look at results and in what industry says, as far as technical skills, one of the highest or the highest uh, technical skill that they would expect or like to see from graduates um, and new employees would be verbal communication skills. Um, that was across the board, the highest rated technical skills a 94%. So very high agreement on uh, verbal communication. Uh, general knowledge of the ag industry came in second. And, uh, you know, like it says, it's general knowledge, but uh, these experts represented many different companies in within the ag industry. So it wasn't- That was gonna be my question for you, yeah. is which, which ag industries were represented? Anywhere from, if we want to go broad terms, animal science, agronomy, um, say grain elevators, cooperatives, um, ag extension or university extension, uh, were some of the some of the main. But agribusiness, um, a really well versed group of, of from industry. Cool. I guess I'm interested that they put, we say, verbal skills as a technical skill. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool that they see that. You know, I think too often we, we try to say that's just the, the content knowledge or that kind of stuff, but they see how important that is. Mm-hmm. If I were listening, did did you go through them all? No. It it would help me if I were listening in the car for you to just tell us like these are the skills, and then I think I could start to make sense. Marshall, of Marshall, you can't do that without interrupting him. Sure. Okay. <laughs> How about, how about I give you the top 10 of each? Should that be okay? Top 10. Top 10 list. Top 10, let's okay. go. We love top, top 10, 10 lists. <laughs> All right. Here you go, Letterman. All right, technical skills. Verbal communication skills. General knowledge of ag industry. Livestock management. Grain management. Project management. Farm management. Basic knowledge of computer operations. Written communication skills. Assessing needs of farmers. And then the four R agronomic principles of management. Oh, so cool. getting more towards that sustainability piece. Okay, mm-hmm. boy, Brian, do you know if that was ten by any chance? You had a hard time with five. I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time with math today, <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna trust him that he got the ten. I so. am surprised though too. Same thing that the technical skills included communication as the highest. Right. Yes. So, so I keep on. I always hear like in this industry conversation. I don't need you to know the technical yeah. stuff. I need you to come to me ready to be a good employee and we can train you around the rest of it, which I, I get. I might challenge a bit in certain ways, but it seems like when you're saying like, what are the technical skills? They're not saying like, run this technology in this way. Like the, it's kind of the, the traditional career in technical education. Like I'm a certified grain operator with a level six certification. They're looking for you know, running a computer, um, livestock management, which is like a, a, you know, it's not a broader, more yeah. basic understanding of they written all, communication right. skills. And then they it's all like, said ma- anything technical said management. It wasn't necessarily operating yeah. the things there. It was managing that system. But like, do we believe that? I mean, okay. So like, let's take a company. I'll pick one randomly because it's close to the FFA center. Dow AgriSciences. Like, you can't tell me that, like, every job at Dow AgriSciences, you know what, all you need is your lunch and some good communication skills. I can't buy that. Like, you have to be technical. So, like, I, I, I always struggle with this 
conversation because it's like, well, where is the like biotechnology scientist? Like where does, where Dow doesn't teach them the like biotechnology science. I guess I would argue that there's some natural assumptions there. They're going through a, a, a college of ag and life sciences degree program. So those, a lot of times they're assuming that they're going to get uh, the basic understanding of the agronomic or animal science or life science principles. And that's, that's good enough for their entry level position. So I think, I think one of the places that Skylar certainly could probably dig in a little bit further is what it what are some of those assumptions that we're coming with that are just kind of baked in there without giving us much thought it makes me want to go to dow agri-science and walk in one first day and follow a first day employee that's like a a scientist and just figure out like what does that look like because like when dow says we just want you to be a great good adaptable person and then we'll train you like Mm -hmm. i'm always curious i mean do you like go into labs and have a year of lab training? I'm I'm wondering. Still got to be some foundational pieces. Well, there. and I guess the other way that I could take this with with your list, Skylar, which was is almost the other way than where, where you're going with it, Marshall, because it's talking about management. Which I guess at one at one level you could almost assume if you're already at being able to manage something, you know how to do it, and now you're at a higher you're at a higher level of thinking. So again, they're assuming you already have that entry level skill, and it, maybe I'm reading too much into that. But I guess I was ex- I was surprised and excited to see in your list it wasn't just be able to do X, it's be able to manage this process yeah. and be able to manage the system to do it. And again, I'm making some assumptions. If you're going to be able to manage the system, you've got to be able to do some of the, the other things. And again, we're all kind of, again, there's some assumptions in there. The well, other side of that, though, is you're, Marshall, talking about like a scientist. Mm-hmm. I don't know necessarily at Dow if a scientist is an entry-level position where they're thinking... What do I need from an undergraduate that's coming in for an, for an entry-level position? I don't know if that's their scientists. So this might be, you know, graduate-level positions, you know, that, that oh, wouldn't like it necessarily... Oh, like PhD that's required for that lab position. Right. So it might not... They might not be encompassed in, in the questions that were asked here. Yeah, and I think one thing to note, too, to that point is, and is one of the... Skipping ahead a little bit, but one of the conclusions or recommendations that we have is... You know, different sectors within agriculture are going to require different needs. You know, different sets and types, areas of employers, different positions would require different needs. You know, in this setting was that farm business, that management setting, you know, for the purposes of this study. Right. To kind of clarify some of that, too. And then that most likely would change. You right. get, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's great. There's another, there's another top 10 list. Yeah, That's I'm waiting right for one here. Okay. And here we go. All right, so professional skills. We have um, high agreement on all these was actually 100% agreement um, across the board by all industry experts that were surveyed. So uh, flexible, being accountable, uh, relatable, punctual, organized, respectful, motivated, positive, trainable, and being able to problem solve was the top 10 on the professional side. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> Be Jesus. Walk on water, water to wine by noon today. We need all miracles accomplished between the hours of nine and three. <laughs> That's a big drink. But I mean, if you get asked what do you want, I mean, I get, I'd want a million dollars for Christmas too. <laughs> yeah. Did they mention in there at all, like where that comes from? Like, I need people to be accountable because, man, I see these things. 
like, I wonder where those come from, right? Like every, every desire or, or a statement like that, every rule has a reason, right? I wonder what it is that they're not seeing in employees that makes them say like, you have got to be flexible first and like, you know, punctual later. But, but why are, why are these things on the list as opposed to, I don't know, other things like uh, meekness or yeah, like subservient. Or- some things here assume like I, I like this part of the story is some things didn't make this list, right? Correct. There so like, anything. can you compare a little bit like of this list that made right. it? What didn't what make the didn't list? What didn't make it? So actually, on the professional skill side, there were um, there was only one that didn't make the list, and that was diversity, and I found that to be very <gasps> interesting. Uh, stop the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, push pause. <laughs> Uh-oh. What? Yeah, but wow. That, well, the tough part is, so let's talk about that. Yeah. That's something so that really needs something to be that's talked a about. Really big discussion. Absolutely. So how is that question posed? Like rank these in terms of you need this. And so one person at least said we don't need that. So all the, yeah, so they were asked to actually rate. So they were rating them on a one to five scale. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the agreement wasn't met or consensus wasn't met between the experts on diversity. Now, not to say that it isn't important right. and not to say many of the experts might have found it very important. It just didn't meet consensus across the board. So someone said... There are multiples may have put diversity forward as well, you know, to put that into perspective. Sure, sure, but there was at least one that said diversity is less important or not important? Less than 50%. Okay, let's talk about that as a, um, you know, in today's society, if we're trying to, as a company, hire, or let's talk about it from the ag teacher perspective, right? I'm I'm a teacher trying to mentor students to find jobs and for them to be employable. There's also a component there of um, making sure that your students are ending up in a spot where they can be successful. So how do you share that as an ag teacher? I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think we've ever been stumped before. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That's, a, that's one of the few findings I've ever heard in a study that makes me kind of stop and go, huh? And now the, and the question would have been phrased specifically, um, I think it was able to be diverse. So we can take that into whatever context. Able to, able to be diverse. Hmm. Okay, that's a little different. It is. I should have probably worded that a little different. Well, but, but it's just... But, a, it's, but that's exactly I appreciated the shock right. factor. Yeah. 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 Able to be diverse. And they could have taken that anyway. So that could be technically diverse. Mm-hmm. I can do grain and hogs. Because it seems that's like... different. Able to appreciate diverse thoughts and opinions and backgrounds. Mm-hmm. But, like, even that doesn't seem... I would hope... Because, like, I can't be more... I can't be less... Like, there's a lot of diversity categories that I can't change. Right. So I can't be more. Yeah. And I, I can't be less white. Like No, you're always going to be an old I'm, white guy. Yeah. So, you know, that I can't manipulate. So. And if you talk a diverse skill set on the technical side, that was fairly relevant, I guess, in the, in the findings because you had the very diverse group of experts, and they appreciated or at least had that agreement on skills that weren't necessarily in their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, ah, 
I'm just going to go out there and say, I think the study, like, right, like, these aren't your opinions. So that's hard sometimes when you go and collect data, and the data is data. The data is just this aggregate of what other people believe to be true and said. So I think from this study, I can, I mean, for me, looking at it, it's like, you got to, it's a human process. And these jobs and these people are saying, like, you're going to have to work through people and with people and manage processes. We need you to be able to, to be the kind of person with some grit and some perseverance and be kind and friendly and fun and work in a team. But I will say it's, um, diversity should show up. So I will also say, like, I don't, I think that's a problem, and which we know, like, right, research confirms that's a problem. But, you know, certainly for me, I think it's that one of those things when we, a lot of times when we do research, we end up with more questions and we have answers. And I think in this case, that was kind of an aha moment and we really don't know what it means so you know to Skylar or what have you another opportunity would be to go we need to go unpack that so can we go back to that audience and ask some more questions or even spend some time around diversity and see if we can really even from all the various angles that we've just talked about what what do we really mean because it may be asked and even how you couch it within that construct around other items people are going to be in a certain mind frame when they go and answer that. So they may not have been thinking about diversity and inclusion as we were talking about it and thinking about it from from a whole different perspective. And, and Kate provided a few answers like that. And certainly we can't open up their heads and, and realize what they were thinking. So we may have to go, go yeah. back to them and, and, and have a more of a conversation around that. I mean, I guess there's so much of the time we spend and, and just what we hear. And I, I mean, I know some folks own private, private companies and and diversity is, is something that they're thinking about that I think you're right. This is something we at least got to talk more about. And then it's something that our teachers need to figure out about what's the way that they can instruct folks to work right. in this, you know, to, to work in the workforce as well to do that. So, so beyond the question that we can't, right. I mean, this definitely yeah. leaves us a like, whoa, we need to unpack that for sure. But the rest of the study though, like as you bring some like big conclusions for a teacher driving in a car, deliver an instruction, what would be like from your study even, what are some of the big recommendations or conclusions for teachers? Sure. Um, I think the biggest, some of the biggest take home points from this study is that uh, ag industry professionals or employers um, really do value both professional and technical skills. And they did show appreciation and value for those technical skills as well. So even being a flexible, accountable, punctual, organized individual is definitely important. Understanding, have, having those general understandings of the inner workings of the ag industry, I think is very important uh, or would be a very beneficial quality to have as a student um, that is ready to, to start working in the industry. Um, and then I think this study also just opens the door for many other opportunities to dive deeper you know, into these skills um, this is certainly limited just to more Midwestern agriculture. Sure. Um, how does this change across the board? How does this change nationally um, with a larger audience or a larger group of industry experts? Does this change? Does it stay the same? And those are some of the questions I think be very interesting to explore and ask. Well, one of the things that really struck me is, you know, there's been some other studies done that look at what employers are wanting. And there's a lot of things that come across that's been very stable over time. Mm -hmm. Things that were on your list, that we've been on lists 
years and years ago, but the rankings have moved and then there's some new ideas coming in as well. And so it's, it's important for us as, as ag teachers to making sure that we're staying on top of a lot of these trends to understand how we can best prepare our students. Because even though this is what they, they were talking about college students, this is where our, our high school students are going to be prepared and they need to have that skill set going in because if they're an expectation now, it's going to be even a greater expectation that they have that skill set by the time they reach the, the job. And I think our egg teachers are in a great position to have those conversations with those students and whether you know, you're actually helping to fully develop those skill sets, but at least building that awareness with students is like as you continue your education, whether it's at a community college or um, a technical school or a four-year university, here, in addition to the, the technical or the content or the major that you're working on, think about all of these things as you continue to build that skill set. And I think a lot of times, and I guess I'll push back a little bit, sometimes I think we have those conversations with ag teachers or even, with, even within our own colleagues. We want to say, well, it's the leadership component that we have in school-based ag that's really going to do all this stuff. And I, I can get that to a point. But I think the real thing that we have to stand on is the fact that we are dealing with real problems in our classes. And you want to go about it, if you're trying to have a students that are, are raising plants and they're having to look about how, you know, making recommendations for different things there and problem solve, and they're having to, to develop marketing plans to market those plants maybe or whatever else they're doing, that's where they're going to develop what I would say a lot of those professional skills rather than just in the pure leadership lessons that we're going to, which are, which are important. I'm not saying they're not important, but I think we need to hang our hat on the fact that we have real life problems that we can use in teaching, um, you know, using inquiry-based instruction or just problem-based learning or all the different things that we have at our, at our skill set to teach this combination of professional and technical skills and not lose the importance of that. Kind of going back to where, Mar where Marshall had started off here, they still have to know this stuff. There yep. still is some skills and some knowledge that they have to gain in addition to I'm a good talker or I'm a good writer or I'm whatever else. It's, and I think that's really, really but important. But it's interesting because the technical skills – are very averse to this career pathway, career certification. Yeah. It's not the technical skills that we've talked about for decades in yeah. ag education. It's a different set of technical skills that perhaps are even better served by English teachers and math teachers and science teachers and ag teachers seems to me be creating these foundational disciplines of thinking like a mathematician, thinking like a writer, thinking like a... It's not a chemical application applicator too. Yep. They're not looking for that in this setting right you know and that's exactly right i mean we had somebody you know during one of our lectures here talk to us about in the old days we had ag one two three and four and now we got very specialized courses and i never thought about the standpoint back back when it was one two three and four it was a much more integrated holistic systematic approach that you're able to do rather than just we're going to talk specifically about passing this industry certification exam and it's interesting at least you know in our, in our state, in Florida right now, and I think some others, these industry certification exams are being pounded into us, and nowhere on your list <laughs> did this kind of stuff, as Marshall, as you're saying, came on there. And I'm like, that, that to me is also a big kind of a wake-up moment mm. of a disconnect that we may be having in our education system as compared to what's happening out there in the industry as well. Skyler, this is fantastic stuff. You have you have been. I, I really think you're the first person that has ever stumped the entire Alpellets crew um, with a finding. That is fantastic. Wear that as a badge of honor uh, to do I that. Mean, the nature and the background of the stumping finding is not outstanding. No, uh, it's scary, <laughs> it's and I think it's something that I'm not proud of. No, but I think it's good to throw that on the table and have to yeah. look at that and know that we have to own that. Yep. 
And again, like all the other things, it really ponders more questions and for us to keep digging and to be thinking about um, what's been happening in the industry and how we can, as uh, educators, make sure we're, we're engaged in the industry and maybe have to do some education with folks in the profession as well as with the students that we work with every day. Skyler, thank you so much for being with us today on Outpellets. Thank you. I appreciate your time. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Outpellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Al Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It would also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, we ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate, Marshall, and Mike, this is Brian here by the Al Pellets saying thank you, and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Al Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.